0: Hello all and welcome back to the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist podcast. This is still Zach Cordell. Uh, this is an interview that we are continuing with J.C. Whiteman talking about body image, men, some of the media messaging that is out there, the differences between men and women, and sometimes the differences that shouldn't be there between men and women. But I think that you're really going to like this. Uh, again, continue on, continuing on with uh, the conversation with J.C. Whiteman and... Uh, We'll go ahead and get started, and I'll check in with you later. This is Zach Cordell, registered dietitian and host for the Latter-day Saint Nutritionist, where food, faith, and science meet. This podcast is not intended to be individualized medical advice. As always, please consult with a medical professional in your area to make sure that your medical history is taken into account to make sure that you get the best care possible. You said okay. you have four sons. So did you mm-hmm. have to deal with any of this with them?
1: <laughs> oh, you can bet they heard the dialogue going on at home because they were around. But as, did they – we would go off and
0: – Did they have body image issues at all?
1: Oh, good question. Because, see, most of the time I frame it in terms of how they see women. Right. Because we've had a lot of those talks. Yeah. Um. That is an interesting question did not face that with my sons as much
0: so no I'm not, not no. I don't want to put you like on a guilt trip or anything, but did no. not did not face that or did not ask them
1: now probably exactly that probably I should have been but again, this was new territory and so oh, we total. assume we assume this is just a girl's problem, don't we mm-hmm this is just a women's problem. In fact, I I wrote an article for an LDS magazine online, and they, they wrote back and said, we'll publish it, but you have to make it unisex. You can't talk about it like it's just a woman thing. And it blew my mind. I was like, oh, I've just been talking about it like it's just women. And Granted, the women's um, messages are pretty dominating. Completely. You know, but they made a point with me. I was like, yep, you're right. This is not just a girl's thing. And it took a while for me to start to change my message. So it wasn't just just to the women. So yeah, good point. What's
0: interesting about this though, is that men don't have a place that they can talk about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because you, if, even if you bring it up with your sons and your husband all in the same room, like if you ask them if any of them are uncomfortable with their body, they'd be like,
2: Oh yeah, look at my belly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Why would I be uncomfortable
0: with this beauty? You know, like it's always (laughs) going to come into like, Oh no, 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 I'm not uncomfortable. But, if you have those like one-on-one conversations with them and they're willing to open up, yeah, they've got food. In, they've got insecurities with what their yep. body can look like or what it's supposed to look like because now men are supposed to have the Dorito cut. I don't know if you know about that. <laughs> is, it, is it the
1: – go. No, you go.
0: It's the Describe V cut. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So – and men have muscle dysmorphia whereas women are more focused on being thin. Men are yeah. more focused on the way that their muscles are supposed to look. And so yeah, the men, one, mm-hmm. men have eating disorders or disordered eating almost just as much as women do. They just don't admit it or recognize that it's wrong.
1: B- Beautiful point. This is absolutely a cultural um, something that, that affects all of us because, the, the, like I said, the world is just scree- screaming at all of us to hate our bodies. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I I haven't met I have met a few people that I thought, oh, you're not going to relate to this. I just assumed in my head because they had the the, the physique that <laughs> was, you know, you just make that assumption. And I I made that comment once to someone. I'm like, oh, you probably don't get this. And she just went off like, are you kidding me? I don't think there's anyone that hasn't been affected, because it's such a cultural huge cultural issue I don't think you're right any male female there's issues we all have issues so I Just because
0: I was gonna ask you if you thought that the body image message is uh solely for overweight women because I share with my students different quotes that are like body positive quotes that come up on Instagram and you're like oh yeah I feel so good about myself um I share them <laughs> with my students and I ask them who they think wrote those things and how does it go? It's always a skinny girl talking to overweight girls. Yep. A mom yeah. or an overweight girl trying to be positive about who she is. And, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, actually, this one's written by men. This one's written by anorexic women. This mm-hmm. is written, And so it's everybody.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that. That's yeah. I uh, I my daughter had this cute little friend that was just thin as thin as a rail. But they started joking because she they were in they were ballroom dancers and the friend just started joking about how I don't have any hips to shake and it was just as insecure even though she had a model figure like size zero, but and the one that the world celebrates but yet. Even the ones that we think don't, she did. She just said, I'm looking, she's looking at my daughter who is saying, I don't know about all these curves. And then the thin one is saying, I wish I had the curve. We're just never happy. Right. I think actually the adversary finds a way to torment you no matter what your body looks at. He'll find a way to help you hate that body.
0: Completely. I think that the body positive message is for everybody that has a body.
1: There you go. Because if if he can get us to hate it, then he succeeded.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were just talking about how in, in terms of our body dissatisfaction, if you have yeah. cultivated that, that thought process that something is always wrong with your body. And I'm sure that you've run into this too where you have somebody that wants to lose weight. And they're like, I just yeah. need to lose 15 more pounds. And you look at them and, yeah. and you think, from where? Like genuinely yeah. from where? Yeah. But it's the mentality <laughs> that, oh, yeah. that it's never good enough.
1: Yeah. And so Well if it's that's elusive. Our... It's an elusive I, I talk a lot about how this is has become I think we know the standard today is unhealthy and unrealistic. But I really take it a step farther in my book in that I truly believe it's a false God. It's become yes. idolatry to us. Yes. Where we worship it in terms of we don't bow down and worship to it, but we worship it by devoting ourselves to try and look more like this image. But it's it's an elusive because it's a false god, it's never gonna be able to <laughs> fulfill the promises of happiness that we think are going to come when we finally arrive, you know,
0: now it it's just, is. it's your ahead, book. Go. It's your book that talks about, um, the, oh, what is it? The golden idol. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. That's how I started out. Yeah. We talk about Nebuchadnezzar's right. big nine story statue and how they would bow down to it. And we think, oh, we're not like that. Right. We don't do that in today's generation, but man, do we have an idol Yeah. in body image? We do too.
0: Yeah. It's so, so. true. And, And it's not just one person. It's not just one size. And it's like continually there. And so I think the big thing that I try to teach people is that if you learn how to ask questions and you learn how to take a step back, then when those messages start coming at you, you can look at it and say, I don't agree with this. Or this is marketing trying to make me feel guilty because I don't fit into their stereotype or whatever it is. But if you understand what's happening, then you're going to be in a better place.
1: It's being conscious of it. You're perfect. That's exactly right. Being aware of the messages because they were just rolling over me subconsciously and I was just taking them in and ordering my life around those messages without a second thought. I hadn't stopped and said, wait a second, I'm getting worked.
2: By society, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, Yeah, I
1: can get mad about this and go, no, no, that is not, I, I don't want to embrace that. But yeah. we do it subconsciously because it's just like you said, we were talking about it's we're swimming in it and it's coming at us with such force that we don't, we don't just go, wait a second, stop this. Let's look at what we're being told. I love that. That's beautiful. I'd love to sit in one of your classes. Yeah, Can I come to Florida?
0: You are more than welcome to
1: <laughs> I would love that.
0: No. One other thing is that I gave a talk in sacrament meeting and Ooh. I talked about bodies, right? And, Afterwards, I had some of the oldest ladies in the ward come up to me (laughs) and say, thank you, because I've never been able to make peace with my body.
1: Oh, I I spoke on it Saturday and I had a lady in tears and she was she was probably in her 60s. Isn't that crazy?
0: And to think she was in her
1: 60s. And I thought for decades you've carried this. Yes. You know,
0: And, and we only think that it's like a young women's thing. And so we yeah. talk about self-worth there and we're like, OK, now you got the message. Go on out into the world and teach everybody else. And you're like, no, I'm still struggling.
1: Yeah. In fact, I think it gets harder because not only, yes, women have the pregnancy thing, but the aging thing is mm-hmm. brutal on both sides, men and women. Color, Do we color our gray or do we get implants for losing our hair? All of these issues that come with aging, Oh, I think it makes it even worse, I think even harder as we get older.
0: This is my personal opinion. But I think that you need to own what you have done. Like the (laughs) fact that you have gone through and either created humans or worked a lifetime or done whatever, you have earned those wrinkles, that hair. (laughs) You have earned like all of it, right? So what if you take longer to get somewhere? You got there.
1: (laughs) I love that. That's a beautiful way to look at it. But, you know, I, the other thing I've thought about this too is really we forget we came to earth to experience aging and death. Yeah, it's part of mortality. So we're only going to have to do this once. Like after we're resurrected for the rest of eternity, we're never going to have to get old ever again. It's just this one time we have to experience. Let's just do the thing. Let's just do it let's and just own it. Do like you thing. said and just do it and have the experience and quit shaming ourselves about it and look at it and go this is what I came to experience so I'll appreciate the beauty of a resurrected body for the rest of eternity I'm going to have one now that isn't and this is what it's like and I'm going to taste that and just kind of own it oh okay this is what this is like and be grateful that it won't have to be forever so we're going to talk
0: about we're going to talk about the deep stuff right now
1: oh good okay good okay
0: but before we get to the deep stuff we're going to take a quick break Sorry, I'm working on these teaser things, right? It's kind of nice. All right. So the reality is that we all do go through changes and we do all have expectations that are placed upon us. And having an understanding of the gospel gives us a different perspective on how we approach health. And that's one of the things that I discuss in my new book, The Creation Code. You can find it on Amazon. Um, But the reality is, is that when we make changes, if we have an understanding of the eternal perspective and the need for self-love and lasting changes, rather than just the quick change that can happen, it's really going to help you to make changes in the long term, right? So my book, The Creation Code, is about the behavior change model or the stages of change model, that nutrition professionals and other counseling professionals will use to help patients or clients to make changes in their own life so that they can have those lasting changes and lasting successes. So one of the favorite things that I have in the book is just the conversation that you can have with yourself in order to understand what successes you've had, what failures you've had, and how you can capitalize on the things that you have done well and those skills that you have developed that can help you in the long run. So be sure to check it out. Again, The Creation Code, author Zach Cordell, available on Amazon now. And we'll go ahead and jump back into this interview with JC. Back to the deep stuff. So you just mentioned <laughs> that we would get a resurrected body and it would be perfect and we'd be great Yeah. So what if you have spent your entire life hating your body and it's never mm. good enough? And so you have cultivated that thought and that self-image that it's never going to be good enough. But when you get a resurrected body, how do you know that's good enough?
1: And it's, and it's the same body. There you are staring at the same one that you painted your entire life. Or or even if it's different,
0: even if it's different, you're like, oh, I wish my hair was longer. Mm, I wish that my tummy was a little bit flatter. Oh, my thighs are a little wide. You know, like, how do you know that it's it's right?
1: I, you know, what strikes me is the thought is the word – we hear the re- word repentance all the time in the scriptures, and it kind of doesn't seem to fit in the world of body image. But but the Greek word for repentance just means a change of mind. I mean, it means yeah. a new view of things. And for me – That's where my greatest repentance has come in the area of body image because I had to view my body differently. I had to have a change of mind in how I saw this. And I truly believe that that's our journey. By the time we end up in that eternal place, we'll have have found a way through the Lord's power to have that change of mind where we're like, oh, I was looking at it all wrong. Where he can set us free from that heavy oppression of hatred of our body Mm -hmm. and show us how to see it through his eyes. And then we're going to be free to enjoy that body for the rest of eternity because he's He's healed of, uh, us of that yeah. and set us free of that. So it's, it's repentance. In the end, just it's a change of mind in how we we no longer see ourselves through the messages of the world but through his eyes. That's Maybe.
0: beautifully put. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's – because whenever you go on a mission, you are yeah. serving people and you love those people. Um. And you just think that they're the best. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we need to send people on missions to fat people. <laughs>
1: Beautiful so that you
0: So that you can understand that they are people and they are God's yeah. children, regardless of what their weight is, regardless of what their struggles are. They are children of our Heavenly Father. And I think yep. that a lot of times we forget that and we're just like, well, they've been making bad choices. You're like, well, no, yeah. that's not the case. No. <laughs> like that's not nope. how it works.
1: There's so much, so much more involved, so much more involved than that. And I agree. Yeah, absolutely. It's adopting a new view and I, seeing it in a new light.
0: I guess I should say that like I say fat, like I don't think that word has any power. Oh, I love that. I'm fully, un- I fully understand that some people think that they have been called fat their entire lives. Um, and mm-hmm. and so I, I mean no disrespect in any of those because I'm not, I'm not a rail. I'm not a, th- a thin person. Um, yeah, me either. I'm, I'm solid and, and I'm OK with that. I, but, but I just don't want people to think that I throw fat around like I'm being harmful or, or hurtful to people. I just don't think yeah. that I should give that word the power that other people want it to have.
1: Yeah, but it, you're right. It can have a, a ton of negative power. Around it, and for many people it has. And see, that's where I I was talking to somebody the the other day about how I I'd prayed about all kinds of other problems in my life. I mean, I'd prayed about, pleaded with the Lord for help about financial things or parenting or my marriage or what to do about this move or whatever. Like I prayed all the time, but I had never even it hadn't even occurred to me to let Him heal me in this part of my life. Not just heal my the messages about the hatred of my body, but to heal my ability to take care of myself. Like I just finally went, I'm turning it all over. Cause this can be one of the hardest things. Like you said, cause of those messages that we've heard and fat can have a lot of, of negative power around it, but he even can heal that. Like uh, he, he has the power even to get inside this part of our lives and completely transform it. I had just never thought to ask him before.
0: Yeah. It's really and interesting. I don't know why. It's really interesting that people think that, some of the most personal things they need to keep to themselves. Yeah. When the right, whole reason I, is that Christ came and sacrificed Himself, and He's the one that knows us personally.
1: Yeah,
0: and knows I think to about help
1: us unravel all of that.
0: Yeah, James E. Faust gave a talk, The Refiner's Fire, in in which he talks about how. Um, there are people that are complaining that the Martin Willie handcart company left a little too late and it was a bad yeah. choice but because of that people died and all these things and there's a gentleman sitting in the back and he says, "You guys need yeah. to stop talking about this because you were not there. You didn't yeah. you don't understand yeah. what we went through." And he said, "That's the price that I paid to become a- acquainted with God." And I think yep. about that all the time whenever I'm going through something where I think that like, nope, this is it. Nobody gets it. This is I just don't know if I can do anything more. And I think nobody understands because nobody does. Nobody's had my life with my background and my body and my mind. Yeah, good point. But Christ is the only one that knows. And so this is the price to become acquainted with God. And we don't want to be acquainted sometimes because we're like, no, I want to be in this hole by myself. I want to deal with it on my own rather than thinking, okay, so you've been through this. You made it through. So yeah. what do I need to be changing? How should I be looking at things to make a difference?
2: <sighs>
0: and yeah, I think that's the right place to take a break. So we'll go ahead and end this podcast episode. Um, we'll have some more of this, this interview on our next episode that's going to be coming out. But just to let you guys know, I really appreciate you listening. and I appreciate the reviews. I rep- appreciate the feedback and the support that you guys give, and as, as a thank you, I wanted to be able to offer you guys um, some written information in the form of, of the new book that's coming out. Again, check it out. I'd love to hear your feedback on that, and I um, hope you're having a great holiday season, and you can get more information on J.C. Whiteman. I'll have that link in the show notes along with a link to the book, so you're able to pick that up nice and easy-like. This has been Zach Cordell, the Latter-day Saint nutritionist. Thanks again for the support, guys, and have a great holiday.